Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. This show holds a very dear place in my heart. The Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. I'm wearing pants. Yeah. And Sherry. You look at all the things you've managed to do for yourself. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Welcoming everyone back who had a long holiday weekend for Martin Luther King Day. I have something to kick your day off, and I think you're going to enjoy this too, Bob. Uh, His name is... Renee Richter, and he's from the Czech Republic, and he went on a TV show in Italy, and he demonstrated his very special talent, and he and he managed to not only demonstrate this talent, but like he set a new world record. He is the man who can bite through um, the most aluminum drink cans in a minute. He wow. using his teeth bit through 36 cans in one minute. That is and he impressive. Did it. Yeah, he did it on live TV. And he he's, the, so here were the rules. Each can was filled with water and he was allowed to use one hand and his teeth for each can. So he picks up, and I'm going to post this video because you're just going to want to see it. He picks up the can and he bites it in half with his teeth, and then he picks up the next can and he bites it in half with his teeth, but don't take my word for it, listen. That the same species that built the Kepler telescope, which is now taking pictures of corners of the universe unimaginably far away, moments after the Big Bang, right? The same species that did that did this. Yeah, it's true. Really I, I I am not going to make fun of him. I mean, this there's a place for a guy like. Where is he from? Did you say the Czech Republic? The Czech yeah. Republic. This this guy needs to be a field commander for the Ukraine army. He really I, does. I mean, you get him out there, that'll turn those Ruskies back a little sooner. Holy cow! He looks so, the was, part. Was he? Wait, he does. Was he biting the top of the can the or side. the side of the, the side of the, the can. side of the can? And there's the this side woman. Of the can. There's this young woman in a traditional like Bavarian sort of outfit. <laughs> yeah. She mm-hmm. has this odd, bemused look on her face. Like I can't believe what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know why she's there. I think she's like, <laughs> uh, why am I wearing this and why am I here? So of course I had to look at some of the comments um, when this hit YouTube. People, the internet, it never ceased to amaze me. People were like, well, I could do that. I mean, he's he's kind of using his hand, too. You couldn't okay. do it. Okay. But no, here's, you like, if your first reaction to this is, I could do that. You're so pathetic. Put on pants with a real totally. zipper and leave the house. Come on. Totally. 
No, that that guy is a field commander. He missed his calling in life. All he'd have to do is go out there and do that. The enemy would run in fear. Max, I sent Max the video. Max, if you saw this guy coming to you and, and biting cans in half with his teeth, <laughs> you don't run. fight with him? Oh, no. I'm avoiding. He's a man mountain, Bob. No way. With no a way. shaved head. I mean, he... <laughs> He looks like a terrifying military commander. Well, you know what? You know what he needs to do? He needs to get hired by the New Yorker magazine who has, I'm going to share it with you, what to do if you have a noisy neighbor next door. You live in an apartment or a condo. Your neighbor is very noisy. What do you do about that? Boy, if you have this guy, just send him, him right next door and knock on the door, right? But he's not available. What do you do? It's straight ahead and then morons in the news. You got Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. The New Yorker magazine online has an article called What to Do About Your Noisy Neighbors. And before I read it, instantly I went back many, many years to when the ex and I, we had two kids and a Siberian husky. We were moving into a new house, but it wasn't going to be ready for like a month. And we moved into an apartment, rented this apartment. And right above us was Jumbo Creaker. This was a single guy who was a big guy, and you could hear him walk above us all day and night because the, the floors between the two places creaked. They were wood, not cement. And this went on for 30, maybe 60 days. I can't remember. It just drove me crazy. There was nothing we could do about it. So when I saw what to do about your noisy neighbors, I had to read it. Here we go. What the New Yorker writer thinks you should do about a noisy neighbor. Try asking them in a friendly way to keep the noise down. If that doesn't work, try explaining how thin the walls are and how their TV affects your sleep. If that doesn't work, try politely to knock, knock, knock on the wall. If that doesn't work, try pounding on the wall. If that doesn't work, show up at their door covered in fake blood. If that doesn't work, electric guitar, huge amplifier, teach yourself smoke on the water and be a slow learner. If that doesn't work, they have kids, right? Ask about their kids. Offer boarding school brochures. If that doesn't work, buy an ant farm. Release the farmers beneath your neighbor's door. If that doesn't work, run your laptop audio through the amp. Porn, porn, and more porn. If that doesn't work, connect to Bluetooth speakers. More porn. If that doesn't work, their door, 3 a.m., some sort of blood from the butcher. Just stand there, stare, while you're quietly singing happy birthday. If that doesn't work, stay up for several days. Prepare yourself. Then... When you see them leaving their apartment, jump out and swear that you'll be there every time they leave and every time they return and show them the rope you bought. If that doesn't work, email the property manager. Actually, that's useless. Call the city. When that doesn't work, join a gang or a crime family. Carry out your initiation killings against rival gangs or mobs. And if that doesn't work, Ask someone in the gang to talk to your neighbor. Get caught, go to jail, and try asking your cellmate in a friendly way to keep the noise down. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had a neighbor in an apartment or a condo 
And it was just so annoying. I was in between. On the one side, there was a couple and they had the most terrible fights. I've never, ever, including my own parents, heard the kind of crashing and banging and screaming that went on in that place. On the other side of me was a couple that I don't know what they were doing. I'm an adult. I've never figured out what they were doing that resulted in the noises that came out of that side of the wall. Really? This is the same apartment? I I was in the middle of the two of them. I think that the people on one side were participating in the Klingon mating rituals as seen on (laughs) Star Trek. And the other people were, were trying to kill each other with household objects. And I was in the middle of these two. And the thing was, they never, it was never simultaneous. So you couldn't just say, oh my God, the next 45 minutes are going to be, it's earphone, it's earbud time, right? No, the the people, the the fighting couple, everything would be great between them. And then something would happen and things were thrown. Like you could hear things being thrown against the wall and things breaking and, and oh my gosh, the things they said to each other. I don't even know how you apologize for some of that. Meanwhile, the other two. They were somebody was always at work. It felt like there was always an adult at work. But when those two came home together, the the Klingon mating ritual commenced, and it was loud. I mean, loud. So let me and ask I you: at Was time, that was that perfectly annoying? And there's no other way to put it. The experience was horrifying, or was it kind of interesting and entertaining? Well, the couple that would fight was very difficult for me because of my own yeah. background. It sure. was very upsetting and triggering. And sometimes when they would fight, I would, I'd have to leave and I would just get in my car and drive around for a while. Cause I couldn't take the noise. The mm-hmm. other couple, the Klingons, when they would commence to mating, I'm not even going to lie. I would pour myself a drink and sit out <laughs> on my little screen porch. <laughs> I'm a Trekkie. You know, I was interested. Like what is commander Worf getting up to? in that room. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of like, this was one of my first like apartments and I didn't have a lot of like experience in the romance department. And Mm -hmm. and these two would be like snarling and squealing and growling and thrashing and thumping and And I thought, did you ever approach either couple? Will I ever meet a man that is capable of this? (laughs) Like, what is this? Did you ever approach either couple? You didn't. About these noises? God, yeah, no. Yeah. I was friendly to them. Like, hey, how you doing? But, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you say to someone, hi, um, we really have an intro. I'm Sherry. Hey, Karen. Um, so when you and your husband are doing the Klingon mating dance, do you have to replace furniture afterward? How do you tell yeah, somebody right. that they're too noisy? It's tough. Right? It's awkward. Yeah. I didn't want yeah, any part of the awkward. fighting couple. And I always wonder, right. I always wonder, did they end up staying together? And did the Klingons eventually leave Earth? Like, what what went on in that wild setup? Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News, brought to you by Lowe's. Shop in-store or online at Lowe's.com. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you morons. Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Hello, Ventura, California. A 30, you're not in morons in the news very often. A 35-year-old man has been arrested and charged with felony grand theft after allegedly stealing a cockatoo valued at $2,500 from the Steckel Park Bird Aviary in Santa Paula 
California. While tending to their nightly chores, caretakers at the facility discovered one of the birds, an umbrella cockatoo named Julie, had been stolen from its habitat. Deputies responded to the scene, collected evidence, and noted that the wire sighting on the bird's enclosure had been cut out. Facility caretakers posted about the stolen cockatoo on social media, and later that same morning, an anonymous party provided information on the stolen bird to Ventura County Crime Stoppers. They went to the house of Santa Paula resident Michael Ware and said, Michael Ware, you stole a cockatoo. Uh, The cockatoo was found in an acquaintance of Mr. Ware's and returned to the park bird aviary unharmed, thank God. So uh, Mr. Ware stole the cockatoo and then gave it to another person. Here's Here's my guess. He had a couple of dates with a woman he really liked, and she mentioned that she liked exotic birds. She loved seeing them. And he went and got her one and gave it to her. Now, I could be wrong, but that is that is my guess. And here's what he and the cockatoo have in common. They're both going to be in a cage. <laughs> I don't know that I would want to... <clears throat> I don't know that I would want to tell my new Sally, whose nickname is Blade, that I was down for felony cockatoo theft. <laughs> I would keep it under the uh, radar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today's today's moron of the day is a very unusual one out of Australia. It's not just one moron of the day, it's 28. A group of adult film stars and crew members um, were supposed to be um, shooting their videos in a very fancy mansion that had a pool and a hot tub that they had booked on like Verbo or Airbnb. But when yeah. the owner found out that they were going to use the mansion to make adult videos, they kicked them out. And mm-hmm. so now the group, 28 people, has got to find another place to go. So they booked into the Travel Lodge, which is a budget hotel chain beloved by families in Australia. They right. booked four double rooms, which cost about $50 a night. And then they booked um, a family room, like a suite. So they booked a total of five rooms. And then while families came in and out on their way to tourist attractions and visiting grandma, they were passing X-rated adult entertainers posing in hallways and elevators and, you know, acting out the early scenes of an adult video, which is basically housekeeping. I didn't ask for housekeeping. Maybe you need something dusted and fluffed. (laughs) Do you mind if I take off all of my clothes while I do it? That's what was going on in the Travel Lodge in Newcastle, Australia. Now, the hotel got wind of this, and um, they are considering suing the porn um, entertainer actors for violating their booking terms and conditions. I'm not sure where in the fine print it says you're not allowed to do any of that, but it must be in there somewhere. And the Travel Lodge also says, we will have no hesitation in terminating any future bookings this group of individuals tries to have. So, kids, I know everybody wants to be in showbiz, but when you find yourself doing that in the hallway of a Travel Lodge, your entertainment career is not what you hoped. How did the producers and Chevy Chase miss this in the vacation movie? Oh, this would have been so priceless. It in would a have vacation been perfect. Movie. 
if they if they do a remake, whoever plays his part has got to incorporate that. They pull in with the family truckster, and and they check in, and they're so excited, and the dad says, "Oh, look." Look what a nice room this is, and it's got a pool. And then three doors down, that's going on. And you know that Rusty is going to have an encounter in the elevator. You know that he is. You're right. That's genius. I'll tell you what, mister. You've wasted your life sitting here when you have all these good movie ideas for somebody else to write. You really have have a lot to feel. You think you're the first person and told me I've wasted my life? (laughs) (laughs) What a wild experience at the Travel Lodge on a quiet weekend in January. That is Morons in the News. we got comedian Steve Rogers coming up. We have some really great news for crazy cat ladies and crazy cat daddies. And the signs, the red flags that signal you are about to get dumped. It's all coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I'm just going to warn you. This is the TMI of TMIs out of Prince Harry's book, Spare. And if you get the audiobook version of it, Prince Harry himself reads it, which I think is interesting. Oh, is that right? Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that, really. So perhaps you've heard that back in 2011, Prince Harry got um, his Todger frostbitten. That's what he calls it, his Todger. His Really? Uh-huh. His, his special that. purpose. Yeah, yeah he got that frostbitten. And mm. in the book, um, he says that his his mother, Princess Diana, used to have this wonderful Elizabeth Arden cream that she would put on her lips. And he said anytime he smelled that, it made him feel like his mother was right there in the room. So after he got back from the North Pole right before William's wedding, when his todger had the frostbite on it, a friend of his said, you know, you should use this Elizabeth Arden cream for that. Oh, no. And Prince Harry said, my mom yeah. used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? Oh, and my, his buddy said, goodness. trust me, Harry, it's going to work. So Harry got himself a tube of it. And he said that as he applied the Elizabeth Arden cream to it, he said, quote, I felt as if my mother was oh, right wow. there wow. in the room. Wow. Woo! Aging Dr. Everybody, oh my oh god, my god. Just, where was the editor? Or I guess seriously. they wanted that actually. And then he says in the book, My my Todger would heal, but what about my heart? Oh god, Harry, oh, I, I, no. I have supported you as best I can, but my dude, Woo. Bob, you're right, he got no direction on this, he really didn't. Seriously, seriously, one. One person on social media said, quote, I genuinely think if the queen was still alive, reading about Prince Harry thinking of his dead mom whilst he used Elizabeth Arden on his frostbitten bleep, that would have killed her. I can't disagree with that. I, I thought you were going to say that. something like the royal jewels were frozen, and that's the punchline. I had, I didn't know it went in this direction. My goodness. And he, reads, you, that, he reads that in the book. If you have the, the, t- the TMI... The royal TMI of all royal TMIs. Straight ahead, comedian Stephen Rogers. It's Bob and Sherry. 
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10 time for everyone needs a laugh here is comedian steven rogers all my friends are addicted to exercise because they just play basketball and then and, and they're thinner after good for them you know every sport i like to play you get fatter while you play it i i, I shoot pool i throw darts and i bowl all those you can do while eating a soft pretzel that's if you're sweating during any of those you're having a heart attack that's really the healthiest thing you're doing is standing. It's not good. I, don't know, I tried everything. I tried running. I don't know if there's any runners here. Uh, they don't tell you a lot when you get into running. They don't tell you what to do with your keys. They don't. I didn't want them in my pocket because I didn't want the jingling to let people know how often I stopped to rest. <laughs> So I had to get an armband, which is just that like Velcro strap. It looks like you were getting your blood pressure taken and you took off. Like, it's very weird. It's supposed to hold your keys while you run. And I got in the mail, it only holds one key. Who has one key? I had to buy 10 armbands. It's either that or run so fast, I'm back before my door closes. Like, what am I supposed to do? I live in New York City. You can't put your keys under the mat. The rats are gonna use them for swords. <laughs> that does not work. Like, I, I put this armband on, this is pretty embarrassing. Uh, my arms are so skinny, it keeps sliding down while I run. I have to run like this. It looks like I have a question when I exercise. It's pretty awful. I, I want to find that workout that I love. I, I, I bought a jump rope, and uh, that's not it. <laughs> Here's a little tip for you guys. If you're going to buy a jump rope, measure your apartment first. <laughs> you ever find out you're too poor to jump rope? <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. Now I just own a silent whip. <laughs> My friends are like, ah, oh, just do it outside. I'm like, well, then people would know I jump rope. <laughs> find a private place to do the world's sassiest workout by myself. He's like, you know you can do the workout without the rope. I'm 5'6". If you see me jumping without a rope, it looks like I'm trying to see a parade. Does that work for me? Yeah. I was a competitive swimmer for a long time. I know that's why most of you are here. I was. I was a swimmer, and uh, people say swimming's not a sport, and uh, I looked up the definition to see if I could win the argument. Here's the definition of a sport. It's a physical activity, okay, competing against other people, sure, for entertainment. We were so close. <laughs> it was almost a sport. Yeah. I knew it wasn't a sport when I was in high school, because if you played a sport in high school, you could give your jersey to your girlfriend to wear. <laughs> swimmer. I couldn't do that. The best I 
do was shave my legs with her. That was about it. I was like, oh, honey, we're gonna go down the hallway so fast. This is ridiculous. And swimming is super competitive. I was about to race this guy one time, and he was like, hey, man, why are you a swimmer? You gay? You like hanging around with shirtless guys? I was like, no, I just like a sport where I don't have to stop to pee. <laughs> So don't come in second. <laughs> if you're not number one, you're swimming in. <laughs> you guys are cool. Like Steven Rogers will post his setup at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And if you're not already a subscriber to the Bob and Sherry newsletter, which we never spam you with, we send it out once a month and it's loaded with cool stuff, including contests and photos and videos and just all kinds of neat stuff. And you can sign up for that at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Straight ahead. Things Bob didn't know. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. And now on the Bob and Sherry show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. Oh, this one is just mind blowing. Listen to this. For two million years, the only tools that humans had were blunt stones and sharp stones. And they used these tools up until the Bronze Age. Two million years. Two tools. Nobody said, I don't know, let's let's take this smooth rock, make it a little deep, and we got a wok we could cook in it or something like that. Where was the, the thing, Flex family of products back then? You know what I mean? The thing that Flex amazes seal. me about this, Flex Seal, <laughs> the thing that amazes me about this is it took us two million years to get behind yeah. a, a flat rock and a sharp rock. And yeah. now, like, the pace of change in technology, like, you blink, yeah. and there's all this new stuff that you can barely comprehend out. There's something new. I think yeah, the, you're- You know, what they say on Ancient Aliens, they say it was the aliens. That came in and and gave us a, a boost, some sort of radical boost in our brain power that made us go from banging rocks on things to smartphones and space travel. I'm not saying I no. agree with that. I'm just telling you that's what the crazy hair dude says on the History Channel. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you, aliens, if that was the case. Listen to this. During Georgian times, there was something called a window tax. So some people said... I'm not going to pay a window tax. So they would fill their windows with bricks, making it look like they didn't have a window in order to avoid paying the tax man. We as human beings have hated the tax man so much. Whether we make a regular salary, we hate, we don't want to pay our taxes. And then you got the super rich, right? They definitely don't want to pay their taxes. Uh, It's a tough job. No, I hear you. But what kind of is it to charge a window tax? Like you have to ask yourself, come on, what is that? You, You're going to, people need fresh air and light. You're going to charge them a tax on that. Do you know that in the country of Greece, there is a tax on swimming pools and, um, you know, they don't go around counting swimming pools. They assume when you fill your taxes that you will check the box. Yes, I have a swimming pool. This was several years ago, but not that many years ago. Do you know how many people check the box saying, yes, I have a swimming pool and I will pay that tax in the entire country of Greece? Seven. <laughs> Th- this is not a joke. 
That's crazy. Seven people out of the entire country said, yeah, I'll pay that tax for oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the pool yeah, tax. That's right. Uh, cavemen used moss because they did not have Charmin. Cavemen used moss to wipe their bottoms, which is still better than most college boys, I think. You know, so, I mean, they, they had a few things going there. During Georgian times, only men could vote. Actually, only men who owned property could vote. Actually, there was only one candidate you could vote for, and he was usually the son of a lord. Well, at least, you know, we've, I guess we've come oh, we've, a little bit down the road. We have some better, some better mm. candidates right now, don't we? Mm. Listen to this. German soldiers stuck in trenches during World War I would often mix hot water, nuts, sugar, and cold tar in order to make makeshift coffee. Hmm. Hey, cold tar? hey, Sergeant Krumsky, um, a little more tar maybe next time in the coffee. It's kind of weak. God, can you imagine? That had to be such a living hell. In World War I, if you're in one of those trenches, your percentage of, if your first line of, of staying alive was like 8%, and you knew that going out there. Plus, the coffee was evidently terrible. You awful, know, I was as you were describing this, I was thinking like, as you're drinking that, you have to know that it's not going to be good for you. But as you're drinking it, you have a 92% chance of being killed. So you probably weren't as worried. Yeah. You weren't. About yeah. You, you have tar. a second cup. That's right. Pirates would send other pirates. This is back in the 1700s. Pirates would send other pirates what was called a black spot. The black spot was a note to warn them. If they ever came face to face with them, they would kill them. So, I mean, they're kind of gentlemanly in a way. You know, you're a pirate. You say, I hate this other pirate. I If I see that guy... But you know what? I'm going to give him a heads up. Um, that kid, that new kid, put him in a put him in a dinghy and send him over to where the pirates might be and give him the black note. And then they'd stay away from each other unless they wanted to be confrontational. Vikings enjoyed grooming themselves on Saturdays. It was a legitimate Viking weekly tradition, and they were given time to do that. I never pictured the Vikings taking time to groom themselves. I picture them looting, attacking people, all of that, burning their boats and all of that. But, you know, spending like two or three hours, excuse me, Lars, you know, you're blocking the sun as I'm tweezing. Well, they had to comb out their beards and those horn hats they wore. You think those took care of themselves? Yeah, that that's had to true. Be fixed and polished. You know? Before somebody writes, we know they didn't wear horned hats. That's just a myth. They didn't? No. What is the freaking point of being a Viking if you can't wear the hat with the two horns? Why I, even bother? I agree. I Thank agree. You, Bob. I would back in, if I was a Viking back in that time. I would have fought that idea. If I if, if I I'm getting in the up, boat, going to the Atlantic Ocean in yeah. the middle of the winter to go kill people in some some land I've never even heard of, I get to wear the hat. If I have to be a marauder who pillages, yeah, I want the hat with horns. I just yeah, do. that's exactly that's right. That's a bummer, well, Max. There it is. Things Bob didn't know. It's Bob and Sherry. One of the things that we love about having the Bob and Sherry podcast is that we can give you much more than we can on the regular show. Here's a taste of comedian Leanne Morgan. My <laughs> husband is that kind of person. And uh, I think that's what that was one of the things that attracted me to him. 
is um, he was getting a, a, a master's in business when we met, but he'd already, already gotten an undergraduate in finance. And he said to me on our first day, I love a derivative. And I didn't even know what a derivative was. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, in my mind, I thought, I really did. I thought, he can reconcile a checkbook. And I was there very frank. Yeah. But then later, I mean, later it became tumultuous. Uh, we've made it through it. But, like, I'm, I've not reconciled my checkbook right. And so then I have to go to the bank behind his back. I've got my bank girls, I call them. And they get me out of a pickle. You know, I can always go into Angela. Her name is Angela and say, Angela, my Lord, I do not have my my checking accounts messed up. And she go, let me see it. And then they, that my bank girls help me get back on track. But yeah, and I've always thought, like I have these Hollywood meetings and they'll say, would you ever want to do a game show? And I'm like, yes, nothing with math. I can't do math. <laughs> I could do the newlywed show. I could get in people's personal business, but I cannot do. do I could have never done Howie uh, Howie Mandel. Remember when they all those suitcases opening oh, up? The and deal all the, or no, no deal. deal. We can't wait for you to hear the rest of the conversation with Leanne Morgan because she is hilarious. We released it as an oddcast episode on Monday, January 16th. You can find that at bobandsherry.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. And thank you for listening. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. Okay, I know that none of you guys know what it's like to put a bra on every day. Well, maybe you do. I, I don't well, know. Well, not every day. Personal yeah. lives. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't want right. to, whatever, but it's a pain. So, um, and, and we'll post this. Uh, a lingerie expert on TikTok, she's a professional lingerie salesperson, has demonstrated the correct method for putting on a bra. Her name is Kelly. She says that you don't pull it over your head. I mean, unless it's a sports bra, right? And you don't like hook it in and and then spin it around and put one arm in and then the other. No, you hook the bra together, you get it all assembled and then you step into it like it's a pair of jeans and pull it up and get the girls harnessed that way. You step into your bra and you pull it up. You step into your bra like you'd be stepping into a pair of pants. That's what, that's what her demonstration shows. I have never known anyone to put a bra on like that. But she says it's the easiest way to do it. It's the most comfortable way to do it. And she says that a back fastening bra um, should be all connected and then you step in. Sounds like, a, uh, sounds like a TikTok video in the making here there, Cher. Seven million views, my friend. But you know what, guys, just in case you're thinking, oh, um, can you mention that TikToker? She looks like my mom and she's putting on a Meemaw bra over a black dress. So at no time, unless you have a very specific Sherry's mom fetish, at no time will you find this erotic. But we'll post it because y'all do you, okay? Live your life however you want. It's Bob and Sherry. 
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. Ooh, let's hit the phones. Talk back time at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or if you have our free app in the uh, Apple Store and Google Play, you can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob, Cherry. Hi. We're just listening to your show, to the episode about the bears that were staying outside the restaurant. You were saying that they couldn't do that here in America. There's a place in Pigeon Forge called Three Bears General Store. It's a souvenir shop on crack. Two floors, got anything you want. But they have a place in the back that you pay a little extra and you can go out there and see some bears. Just thought I'd let you know. Bye. All right, there we are. There we are. My vacation. All right. Come on, L. Come on, Christian. We're paying extra to go in the back and see the bears. Kevin and I took the four youngest to Helen, Georgia. We Mm -hmm. went um, inner tubing on the Chattahoochee River. I think it's the Chattahoochee that runs through Helen. And then afterward, um, we took a little scenic walk around the town of Helen, Georgia. Helen, Georgia is designed to look like a like a Swiss or a Bavarian village. So there's right. no place like it in the world. And if you're within driving distance and you ain't never been to Helen, Georgia, you need to go to Helen, Georgia, because it is worth your time. One of the shops, I'm hoping it's still there. One of the shops in downtown Helen was a Christmas store. So, you know, you know the drill. It's a year round little shop that sells Christmas um, ornaments and trees and you walk in and it could be the hottest day in July and they've got Christmas music playing. Well, for whatever reason, and I'm never going to understand it, the folks that owned this Christmas store in this tiny make-believe Bavarian village must have looked at each other one day and said, you know, the Christmas thing, it's working for us. Everyone loves Christmas. Um, but I feel like we need, we need something else to bring the tourists in. And they noodled on it for a while and they came up with a giant hissing cockroach habitat and for a dollar they would put one of the hissing cockroaches in your hand and you could pet it and have your picture made with it okay that is america i will argue to the death that that is the kind of thing that makes america america where this sort of like creativity and ingenuity and complete insane weirdness all comes together into a, a family adventure that everyone of all ages can enjoy. So what you're because saying I, is this equates to like a 
an American tourist going to uh, Pisa in Italy and standing at a certain distance from the Leaning Tower and putting your hand up like you're holding up the Leaning Tower. You, you see how it's, tourists do that? It's so that they same would come energy, here, yeah. They would come here and they'd have a giant hissing cockroach in their hand. And then when they go home, they would say, See, Guido, I have been to America, look! And that's, and that's what they take away. Yeah, yeah, works the, for me. The, the weirdness of this experience, you're standing in this little store, all around you are Santas and angels and, and that fake snow flock tree stuff. And, and over the, uh, the speakers, you're hearing, sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In mm-hmm. the lane, snow is glistening. And people are standing in line to have their picture taken holding a giant hissing cockroach. Yeah, How if you were singing that song, I think they'd, they'd, go, they'd go out of the uh, the store. But uh, nonetheless, probably it's Burl Ives. Yeah, yeah. I like Helen, Georgia. I, I haven't been there in years, but it's very cool. I mean, it's touristy. It, it's it's made to look like a Bavarian village. But you're you're standing there and you're going, okay, they did a pretty good job. Kevin has never gotten over it. He has never. I think his last words... I'm going to lean down. What is it, babe? What are you trying to tell me? And he's going to croak through his dying lips. I felt like such a moron on that inner tube in hell in Georgia. He hated it so much. I'm surprised. I know because he seems like the kind of man that would enjoy acting out a Mountain Dew commercial. But what happened was, you guys, the river floats right through the downtown like the the tube ride you you go you get on a bus and you go somewhere right and then you get in these brightly colored they look like cheerios um, or fruit loops you get in these brightly colored inner tubes and you float (laughs) for the longest time down the river the river is really shallow in parts so sometimes you have to stand up and pick your tube up and hoof it across the shallow part and then get back in the water at one point at the climactic moment the tubes drift into downtown helen and there's this enormous bar with a big outdoor seating area and live music hanging right over the edge of the embankment so that all the folks having a cold beer and listening to somebody play in Waylon Jennings can watch you float by on the tube. And when Kevin, you can see from a distance that that's coming. And when Kevin realized that he was going to float past the outlaw country bar, he turned it around. He tried to drown himself, but the river was so shallow, he was unable to do it. He turned the tube around so his back was to them, didn't he? Hey, listen, he cheered right up when I brought him to the Hissing Cockroach Christmas store. (laughs) Stick with me, my love. You will see the world. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. So I've been thinking about something that's in Prince Harry's book, Spare. And I I in no way, like, want to kick Prince Harry, right? Because... People's experiences are their own, and I can't even imagine what it's like to be in his um, shoes. But at one point in the book, and you may have seen this in some of the press that he's done, he talks about how hurt he was when he finally got to the same school where his older brother William was, a couple of grades ahead of him. And William said, pretend you don't know me. When we're here, we don't know each other. And Harry's feelings were really hurt by that. And he says in the book, like, I thought we were finally going to be able to hang out and now I have to pretend that I don't know you. And so that that's one of the things that has been on the press tour and people have talked about it like, oh, can you believe William said pretend you don't know me? 
and and so putting the asterisk on that I I was raised by wolves and what do I know about anything but I have two daughters that are two years apart and I can promise you when the younger one finally got into high school where the other one was a junior she was instructed to pretend she didn't know her isn't and, that funny yeah yeah like it was yeah it was all that vibe Bob and I know that you did not have you were not we've talked about this you were not that kind of big brother but I had a big brother. Max had a big brother. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that I think this is, and maybe it's an American thing, but I think this is kind of common, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, um, it, it just depends, obviously, on the individuals. Tell me again how old they were when William said that to I Harry. Think they're they're four years apart, I think. So that William would have. Maybe not. Max, do you know? I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know exactly, but if it was high school, I can imagine my brother saying, pretend you don't know me, okay? I can hear him saying that, but not meaning it seriously. (laughs) But do you see what I mean? I do. I I do understand. I remember when Karamia was a freshman and so, you know, getting ready to start the school year and Olivia would be like, I'm not taking the bus. I'm riding to school with so-and-so and and you can't come. And I was like, Olivia... Why your, your sister is your best friend for like I was always trying to sell them on this. A sister is a best friend forever, and they were always like, "Ugh." Um, and now, of course, they're very tight. But that part of Prince Harry's book, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's just what happens with siblings." It didn't seem to me to be so shocking when you or s- when it's egregious. said that way, or if it's in print, it seems like, "Oh, that's awful." But like I said, I can imagine being told that. I had it happen to me. Uh, two, uh, two of my uh, relatives said, just pretend uh, you don't know me. Now, those were my children, and I was picking them up at school. <laughs> See? So you can relate. And that's, I swear to God, and I'm, really not, I'm not exaggerating. And I wasn't like my wife. I didn't show up with one of those giant dinosaur outfits like she used to do. She put on that dinosaur outfit, and it, it was awesome. And as soon as as Hampton walked out of that door to be picked up, he he did he I think a corner of his eye caught that dinosaur, and it was big, like ten feet tall. And at that moment, you couldn't see into it, but he knew it was his mother, and he just kept straight ahead. I was driving, and and the dinosaur is going back and forth. Oh, it's my little boy. Oh, and you know she's just making, and he never ever acknowledged it that's just the way it is they can't at at a certain age middle schoolers especially embarrassment seems to be a daily occurrence they have to fight off oh it's the worst thing that could afflict them is embarrassment so i I, listen i don't i have no idea how hurtful that was for prince harry but it was like the only thing in his book that i looked at and went oh yeah that happens around here too because yeah, you can't relate yeah. to anything else, right? Right. Poor Prince Harry. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is brought to you by Staples, the working and learning store. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. We're a few days away from Catterday, but I've got great news for cat people. 
There are 10 huge benefits to having a cat in your life. So if you've chosen the cat daddy or the cat lady life, congratulations, you have made a very good choice. Bob, I think when you hear some of these, you're going to look at Kiki, your cat, with a whole new respect. Are you ready? Here's the Mm -hmm. first benefit. Um, Having a cat is less of a carbon footprint than having a dog. It turns out that over the course of a dog's life, um, they have the carbon footprint of a Land Cruiser, a Toyota Land Cruiser. But a cat, they eat less in general and they eat fish um, versus like beef or corn-based products. They have the approximate carbon footprint of a small economy hatchback. Number two, cats help you cope. People who have had a loss and are struggling when they have a cat, this is like science, you guys. They they seem to get over the loss more quickly and they have fewer physical symptoms of pain. People who are grieving um, talk to their cat to work out some of their feelings and they don't feel as judged. And also they, you know, they have social support because they're cuddly and affectionate. And I'm not saying dogs don't do that too. These are just the benefits of cat ownership. Um, here's another thing, Bob. It's a good thing you're not single. But if you were, you should get a cat. They did a no, listen, listen. They did a poll. And 82% of women are more attracted to men who like animals. And a dog is going to do like great things for your romantic life, right? But 90% of single women said that it's been their experience that cat daddies are nicer than other guys. However, you got to play your cards right, my dudes. Because you maybe don't want to have your dating site profile picture be you and your cat in matching hats because um, one study in 2020 found that women were less likely to swipe on men who featured cats in their dating profile. So what you want to have, single dude, is a stealth cat. Here's the next benefit. Um, that they is, found wait that a people, minute, wait a minute. That <clears throat> is just so, oh, that's a lot to take on. So you're, you're dating and you know that women like men who have cats, but you can't show your cat in your dating profile. So I guess the cat, when she comes over, then she discovers for the first time that you have a cat. Is that your cat, Bob? Kiki is for you to know and for her to find out. Okay. So you're saying that don't, don't get a a cat leash and take uh, the cat walking in the park. Oh, no, definitely take the cat for a walk in the park. Just don't have a picture of you kissing your cat in your dating profile, according to this one survey. Definitely take the cat to the park. Have you ever seen anyone walking their cat? Yeah. um, My brother walks his cat on a harness. It's it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And the cat goes along with the deal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That cat loves my brother. Um, that, That cat is my brother's, like, it is the center of his universe. That is his kitty best friend. Really? And that cat, fun fact, my brother's cat is Larry Munson's cousin because we're keeping it in the family. <laughs> what? Okay, here we go. Um, here's a study that found that people with cats are more likely to have college degrees and higher IQs. Don't know why that is, but there you go. Here's another my one. Son, my son-in-law, Ramsey, is a, a cardiologist who deals with... Yeah artificial intelligence and when landon met him he had jazzy jasmine princess jasmine 
His yeah. her name is Princess Jasmine. Princess I'm gonna need Jasmine. you to show a little bit of respect here, okay? Jeez. That's Princess Jasmine. <laughs> because Bob's son in law looks just exactly like Aladdin, and that is no lie. Okay, here we go. Um over a tw- over a ten year period, cat owners were thirty percent less likely to have a stroke or die of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. That's because cats, especially when they purr and sit in your lap, they chill your wired self out. Here's the next thing. Cats fulfill your need for companionship. They're just as loving as dogs, okay? They're just as affectionate, just as engaged. There's a lot of stereotypes about cats, but the science doesn't prove it out. Next thing, your choice of a pet reveals your personality. Dog lovers tend to be kind of the life of the party, but cat owners are quiet and a little more introverted. Cat owners are also more modest and less manipulative and more trustworthy. Here's the next thing. People with cats sleep better at night. 41% of the people in a study at the Mayo Clinic slept better because of their pet being on the bed next to them. Was Um, all this research done by Friskies? No, no. This is like, this is NIH and Mayo Clinic and American Heart Association. This is all really good stuff. I'm going to post this all up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. Check this out. Um, and, And speaking of NIH... They released a study that found that children under a year old babies who were in a house with a cat were less likely to develop allergies, not just pet allergies, but that high pet exposure in that first year of life protected them against dust mites, ragweed, grass, and of course, other animals. And finally, cats can absolutely save your life. How many stories have we had where the cat woke the family up yelling and meowing and screaming and the house was on fire or there was a carbon monoxide leak, right? They've even had cats alert their cat, their people like by constantly pawing at a certain part of their body, nudging them, nudging them. They've had people go to the doctor and they've turned out they've found things like cancer. Cats are very, very, very good companions to have. And if you are a crazy cat daddy or a crazy cat lady, you don't need to apologize to anybody for anything because look at you. You're on the leading edge of living better through science with your kitty best friend. If if, uh, Ted Bundy came to our house and stood outside in the middle of the night with some cat treats, Kiki would find a way to let him in. We would would be massacred. We would be massacred, but Kiki would get a treat. Because no, she was gonna get a treat. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna post this up on Facebook for all my cat people out there. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. More than half of us are dealing with Fosse, F-O-S-Y. That is the fear of saying yes. According to research, 37% of Americans say the cost of living crisis has held us back from saying yes to things like new travel and holiday destinations, more social activities, new friendships, new health and exercise regimens, new hobbies, cultural experiences, a new career, live music events, new food and cuisine. It's the fear of saying yes. You know, I looked at this and I thought, I don't suffer from that. Um, I I suffer from the fear of saying no. When (laughs) When I look back at my life, if I had chosen just to say no, in certain situations, like, um, all right, Bob, uh, we're going to be a part of this three-day couple enrichment thing up oh, in the yeah. mountains, and we're sharing a cabin no. with four other couples. If I just said no, I would have been yeah. a happier person the next week. 
you should have said no to. I can think of a, a, a lot of things that you should have said no to, that we yeah. should have said no to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do, though, right? You can't go back in time, you know? All you can do now, Bob, is commit to saying no today and every day going forward. Can you do that? Can you commit to saying no every day? Well, I think it's what a wife wants. I think she wants to be married to a guy who is um, all of a sudden announcing at this point in his life in the marriage. Mary, I am committing in 2023 to constantly say no to most things. Hey, listen, listen, if you're going to do that, can I be on, can, can we be on Slack so I can watch her reaction when you drop this bomb? Come on, I don't oh, get out much. I need some fun. Up. Let's do it. <laughs> I can just see this. Oh, you can't win, man. You just can't win. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I have Super Bowl recipes from around the country, the most popular foods in different states from around the country. You tell me which one sounds the most appealing for you. The four most popular food searches are for chili, wings, sliders, and sausage cheese balls. Chili is number one in Arizona, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Ohio, Rhode Island. Wings are number one in California, Connecticut, Nebraska, and New York. And Todd has both of those at his Super Bowl party. He and does. both of them are good. They are really good. Now, sliders or burgers are number one in Georgia, uh, Missouri, West Virginia, and Wyoming. And sausage cheese balls are number one in Florida, Nevada, North Carolina, and Texas. Sausage cheese balls, just if I'm at a party, seems like, I don't know. I feel I like. I pass on them because it'll fill me up and it's not as satisfying. Like of all of those, chili's my first pick. Then, chili is mine too. Then yeah. wings. Then wings, yes. And I might eat the sausage cheese balls if I know who made them and I like that person and think they can cook. How about a slider? Wouldn't you choose a slider before a sausage cheese ball? Unless Todd was making the sausage cheese ball. Yeah, because I feel like he w- he wouldn't want, put anything creepy in it. Well, I, I want like more sausage than anything in the sausage. I think it's mo- my guess is at Todd's house the sausage cheese ball would be eighty five percent sausage, fifteen percent other things. Okay, uh, a surprising number of people are going to be making soup. I don't want soup at the Super Bowl party in Pennsylvania and Michigan. The top search, the number one search, is for potato soup. Who wants potato soup at a Super Bowl party? That's crazy. In Oregon, taco soup. All right, I kind of go with that a little bit. And in Kansas, dill pickle soup. What the hell is that? I like potato pickles. Soup but... seems like something they serve in the prison while you're watching I know, the Super exactly. Bowl. Hey, yeah. everybody, the potato soup is here. Either that or at school. It's yeah. potato soup day today. Oh, no. 
Uh, Mississippi's top search is beef stew. And let's see what else. Beef stew. It's too. It seem like it's it's too formal, you know, or too. Traditional I mean, eating, a kid meal. If you're eating a bowl of chili, is it that much of a leap to eat a bowl of beef stew? Why is chili just more appealing than uh, beef stew? Let me answer that myself. There's no damn vegetables in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, various dips were popular in seven states. In Massachusetts and Montana, buffalo chicken dip. In Maine, clam dip. In Arkansas, queso. In New Mexico, seven-layer dip. I don't know about the seven-layer dip. You like that? There's there's too much going on in there. I I don't like it. In Tennessee, it's skillet dips. What's that? What's a skillet? Oh, like dip? um, you can do almost anything. We went um, when we were out in uh, visiting listeners in Sonoma County. Jen and I, Todd's girlfriend and I, split this skillet that had uh, all these like spicy things in it and cheese and. Uh, uh, is that spicy, what it is? Yeah, and you dip stuff, chips, and okay. pita bread. Well, that sounds so good. good. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. But you know what doesn't sound good? The Czech mix, which is popular in Illinois. Uh-uh. It's just filling me up so I I'm can't have eating, more Rotel. I'm not eating your Czech. I'm not eating that. How about hummus in, in South Dakota? No hummus? I mean, I like hummus, but I know you don't want any hummus. Actually, you know, if there's somebody that doesn't like that kind of uh, a Super Bowl food, to have hummus there, probably, it's there for them. Uh, deviled eggs are very popular in Virginia. I would I would eat a deviled egg that's at a Super Bowl party. That's a Super Bowl. Food. Don't you think it is? Yeah. yeah. And uh, bruschetta in Vermont. Hmm. I don't, so that's like bread and yeah. Some, some that sounds dip good. It. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like hey, a good it's all right. You know what? Um, step away from the chili bowl for a minute and graze on something else while other people get some, and then you can go I'm back. Stepping to the away chili from bowl. the chili bowl, I'm going over to the Rotel bowl. <laughs> I'm not eating hummus. Not even like to be polite. I'm going to have, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, just so that I feel good about myself, I'm going to have one uh, broccoli crown and one carrot <laughs> stick. And then Mary said, oh, I've seen you over at this Rotel stand for like an hour. What do you do? Eat some vegetables. I already ate the vegetables. You did? Are you lying to me? No. Have you ever tried sticking the vegetables into the Rotel? Did you ever think about that? No, I never did. And I won't. It's good, actually. I want a chip. A red bell pepper is like legitimate uh, nutrient filled Not vegetables. Only, the, the only negative about them. the only negative about red bell peppers mm-hmm. is they cost a million dollars. They do cost so much. <laughs> so expensive. I know. But other than that, you know, they're like a vitamin C and fiber and all yeah, sorts of good stuff. They yeah. do. Okay, they're yeah. sweeter than the green ones. Yeah. They're way sweeter. And I love how you ask me if a red bell pepper is a viable nutritional choice as you're shoveling ground beef and cheese into your maw. Balancing everything, dear. Hypocrisy and all things too. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I made the mistake of uh, clicking on a headline that said, been dumped, here's why. And I thought, well, this is interesting. You know, this will be this will be thoughtful and different. And, you know, we'll take a look at this. And it's a brand new year. And maybe some folks got dumped over the holidays. And this will help them. Then I get to the actual article. And these are the um, red flags that are assigned, Bob, that you're about to get dumped. Okay? Mm. Let me know uh. when I say something that is remotely surprising. Mm. Okay, ready? Red okay. flag number one. You're gross. You have bad personal hygiene and you smell. Okay, I could see how that could be an issue okay. for a couple. Mm-hmm. 
Number two, you have substance problems, either an addiction or you smoke or you have a criminal past. Now, I think that I think that's harsh um, on all counts. I think to just throw somebody out of a relationship because they've made mistakes in the past is hard. Now, if you're just plain gross, which is what this article says, I'm not sure right. how you got into this relationship in the first place. That, that, that covers quite a, gr- quite a bit of ground, being gross. You know, I mean, it, yeah, being it gross. comes in a lot of different areas. I, I think people do have uh, the ability to change. And if somebody, you know, went to jail one time, uh, they did something wrong, but they feel badly about it. I don't think that they should be forever ostracized. Exactly. And also, I have to say... If you're gross, which I'm with you, that's a big, broad thing to say to someone. I don't want to be with you anymore because the truth is, is you're gross. Were you gross from the get-go or did you become gross over time? And how do you explain that to your friends? What what happened with you and Alan? (laughs) I'm gross. Oh, yeah. I was gross. I hear you, brother. here's Here's the next red flag that signals that you are about to get dumped. You are clingy, controlling, and jealous. Well, I mean, that one's hard to argue with. Here's, yeah. here's the next one. Here's a big red flag that you're about to get dumped. You're promiscuous. Well, you know, a lot of folks in a relationship do. Frown on that. They get a little uptight about, like, you know, um, you know, Matt, I was cool with you being gross and clingy. But the fact that you're sleeping with all the other women in town is a problem for me. Of course, that's going to get you dumped, right? Do you do you want to hear about the most clingy guy that you have ever heard of in your life? I do. Um, a friend of it's Mary's. A friend of Mary's daughter uh, is single, and she uh, broke up with whoever the guy was that she was dating, and she's been going out to. Uh, you know, dinner and things with the new guys decided to, you know, spread her, see what's out there. She dated this one guy. So it started at 10 o'clock. No, I'm sorry. It started at at, uh, eight o'clock at 10 o'clock. He drove her home and he said, uh, she, I really have enjoyed so much, you know, talking with you. Do you mind if I come in for a little while? And she was a little reticent, but she said, no, uh, that'd be fine. At one o'clock, in the morning, he's still there and he's going, do you mind if I just, uh, crash on your couch here? She said, um, okay. (laughs) And they kept talking again till about two o'clock. This thing began at seven 30. This is the first date. The next morning, uh, he got up and he said, well, let me make us breakfast. That evening he was still in her place and talking about their future. She literally could not get rid of this guy for almost two days. This is so frightening. There yeah. was, um, there's a documentary called Bad Worst Roommate Ever um, mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. These, Max will know what I'm talking about because he watched it too. These people who come into your house and then won't leave. Won't leave. And they have, like squatters have rights. Like they're really hard to get out once they mm-hmm. get in. I hope she's. I hope she blocked his number and is never going to see him again. Because I have she a did. very bad feeling about this guy. She changed the locks and she uh, is ghosting him. Yeah. That is. That's it's beyond. It's really. It's frightening. It is frightening. Yeah. You know. Like I mean, that's we, beyond you can, pathetic. You can, 
call this guy clingy. Maybe that's all he was, was a pathetic guy who is clingy. But, you know, I, when I heard this story, I just said, oh, so she doesn't have a brother, a father, a cousin, a girlfriend's uh, boyfriend that she can say, excuse me, I'm going to use the men's room and go in there and call. I mean, the, it's you got to get rid of a guy like that. Bob, it's not just that he's clingy. He is violating all the social protocols and boundaries yep. by doing this. How do yep. you sleep at night with a stranger on your couch? I would have been like, I would barricade at the door. Exactly. The part where, you know, it's late. Can I come in? Ooh, that was the mistake. You it was. never, a vampire can't come into your house without your permission. And this guy is a vampire. I don't mean well, the kind that sucks the blood out of your neck. I mean the kind that sucks the joy out of your life. He's he an, is emotional an emotional vampire. vampire. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. You know, uh, the thing about it is so many of us suffer from not wanting to be perceived as being rude or unkind. And so when someone wants to be in this situation of not going away, some of us just have a hard time saying, you know, I've worked all week. Oh, I, I just, I need some time alone. It. You got to say it. If you have Yo, daughters I, that are out there, tell them this. You've got I, to say it. I have learned the hard way. You cannot be nice to somebody like this. You cannot. No, it's not right. safe for you in any way. Do not let the vampire in. Here's right. the last couple of signs you're about to get dumped. You're apathetic, untrustworthy, inattentive, and dismissive of the other person's interests. You don't need to be dumped. You need to be beaten. And finally, <laughs> you're unmotivated. Um, you have completely different moral views than the other person, and you're lazy and you expect them to carry you. Again, right before the yeah. dumping, a beating. Yeah. A beating yeah. is called for here. Gotta go. It's Bob, and, it's Bob and Sherry. Thank you to everybody who stays in touch with the Bob and Sherry show. We got our Facebook. We got BobandSherry.com. We got our store and everything. And if you want to leave a message, you can go to 844-52-SHERRY. That's S-H-E-R-I. Or wherever you get your apps, you can get the Bob and Sherry app, hit the little microphone, leave us a message. I love it when people are in touch with us. Someone sent me via email a picture from the newspaper, The Independent. I think that's an English newspaper, but I could be wrong. Anyway, it's The right. Independent. And it is a mugshot of a guy about, I don't know, 55, 58 years old, maybe 60. And he's got a gray beard and gray hair. And he's got a really, really sad slash mean face on right now. He's not happy in this mugshot. And the headline in The Independent is, Man who robbed a bank to escape his wife is sentenced to house arrest. He robbed a bank to escape his wife. To escape his wife. And he's, and sentenced, he's sentenced to house arrest. To house arrest. The Can I judge just ask? had a sense of humor. What has that poor woman done, though, to... This is also her I sentence. I know. I know. Speaking of which, I just saw this statistic the other day. 18% of couples evidently hate their partner so much they don't want to be with them. But getting a divorce, like getting the lawyer and finding a new apartment is so expensive, they can't leave. So almost 20% of the people who are respondents, and I guess they make up the... Uh, overall population cannot stand being with the other person, but financially they are stuck. Why, why is there not, you know, some good, good, uh, good doer celebrity that, that will start some sort of a charity, um, 
help me escape. <laughs> and people, I mean, look at all the money people do for GoFundMe. Um, yeah. Just a charity, you know, you get somebody who everybody likes, uh, somebody like Sandra Bullock. Hi, I'm Sandra Bullock. You know, there are about 18% of us who just cannot stand the smell, the sight, or the voice that they're hearing every day. Maybe you're one of them. Won't you give to get this out of my life? And the video would be like that heart-wrenching video for the SPCA with the dogs shivering exactly. outside. Exactly. Except, except you would see people like, curled up on a futon in an overcrowded back bedroom watching TV on their phones because they don't want to be in the same room. Or or you person. can't hear it, but it's a wife sitting there. Well, obviously he's mansplaining something. He's just going on and on and on. And she's just, she has nowhere to go. Yeah, that kind of, and then here comes Sandra Bullock to do the pitch in the middle of it. It's shocking to me how many people, you know, that there were a lot of stories in the news during the first wave of COVID lockdowns about how many people were trapped in the house together. Yeah, I remember um, that. Couldn't, couldn't leave the house because they couldn't afford two households and right. now couldn't even go to work to escape each other. Right. So it was a double whammy. I know. I, I just feel so blessed. I don't know how you continue. Every day you get up, and she's either or he's either lying right next to you or in the next room. And you're going to be there all day long. Dinner on the weekends, it's it's breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, maybe there's only one TV in the house. There's nowhere to escape. Or if it is, it's a deck out in the back and it's 20 degrees. I mean, that is no way to go through life. And 18 percent. That's a lot of people who are just in misery. I'm telling you, Sandra Bullock's got to help out here. Aren't you glad, like whatever else is going on in your life, aren't you glad that isn't you? Yeah, definitely. And can we all not sit here and think back to a time where if we had been locked down 24-7 with someone in our lives, we would have lost our minds? I mean, can't we all do that? If it wasn't happening to you right then, there's probably a relationship or two in your past where you go, oh, no, I couldn't be locked up with you 24 hours Listen. a day, huh? It, it goes a couple of ways, too. I mean, I was with somebody. The idea that I was coming home after work to be at the house, <laughs> that wasn't really embraced at all. The idea that I only worked at the house and never left. Never left. <laughs> and, and you know how we all got, like, in the early days of COVID, we all got really comfortable. Yeah. That, there was a time in your life when you were sick and you were not allowed to wear comfortable clothes because it got on her nerves. Do you remember? I remember. Mm -hmm. I, I, Max remembers. I we do. all remember. We all remember the sad days of when <laughs> Bob wasn't. Bob was very, very sick. This is going to be my next bedtime story. <laughs> Chit-chat and the comfy pants. Oh, Chit-chat was sick. He was so sick. He had a fever and everything hurt on his body. And the woman in his life at the time said to him, why are you wearing that brown sweatsuit again? You look like a turd. Please change. And Chit Chat had to put on uncomfortable pants with a zipper and a belt. And nobody lived happily ever <laughs> after. <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. 
In each episode of True Weird Stuff, we'll take a look at something that's, you know, well, true and weird. Subscribe now and become part of True Weird Nation. We're all about curiosity here. And that's True Weird Stuff. True Weird Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. This is really interesting. In the year 2022, there was not a single bank robbery in the country of Denmark. Why is that? Because cash is virtually obsolete in Denmark. There's nothing to get when you rob a bank. And nowhere to spend what you would get. There's no cash, so there's no bank robbery. Wow. Cash I would imagine that would extend to convenience stores, grocery stores. Well, I'll tell you what happened. So cash withdrawals from banks and ATMs have been dropping by like 70% for the past five or six years in Denmark. Um, In 2000... They had a couple hundred bank robberies. In 2021, they had one bank robbery. Last year, they had no bank robberies. How about that? Um, Robbers stopped robbing banks and started robbing ATMs. But those are down to zero robberies, too. Because, again, there's no cash. Nobody uses cash. It's a cashless society. Now, that doesn't mean Denmark doesn't have criminals. They're all online scammers now. No bank robberies, no holding up the nail salon, but they're online doing scams. Isn't that, how do you feel about that? I don't like the idea of it, really. I no longer trust that my prince in Nigeria is really going to give me $5 million. So now I'm looking forward to my prince in Copenhagen, who's going to give me $5 million (laughs) in exchange. Yeah, it's a weird thing to imagine a completely cashless society and, and you think that would never happen here in the U.S., and it probably never would. But you probably wouldn't have guessed, I didn't, that it would bring bank robberies down to zero. No. Zero. Um, I, I think uh, COVID uh, did a number on on actual money money. I think people started feeling better about using a charge card so they didn't have to exchange paper or coins with somebody. I, I don't see very often now anybody paying in cash last week somebody i was in a sub uh, uh restaurant and a guy paid for the sub with cash and it's the first time i've seen that in a while i know it's and i know you, do it and you were like hey high roller slow down I know. <laughs> right because he had a wad of cash it's bob and sherry hey thank you so much for listening to the bob and sherry podcast and the bob and sherry oddcast we would love if you would subscribe rate and review And share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.